0: for us
1: well i think we can reflect on the bets from last week and you know i think we'll touch on some horses to follow and then we'll i think we'll go into a bit more depth with the Dooman card today uh on saturday because it looks easily the best racing of the weekend and then we might touch on the goodwood to finish and then i'll give a sneaky thursday tip for everyone outside of free wind which is obviously tomorrow night
0: yeah of course the lancashire pig yeah That's it. <laughs> um yeah, it, maybe. We we did pretty well last weekend, I think. Without yeah, we did. you know, without killing you.
1: I think we did really well. Well I thought our the Thursday was good. Reginald got up over the sixteen hundred metres at Wyoming, which was good. I think it, it was obviously we're holding we're on we got through on the skin of our teeth, but I think, think staying at the mile probably was a bit of his detriment. He would have appreciated probably stepping up to about eighteen hundred metres, but I thought the ride was really, really good. Horse one. Uh can't ask anything more. Um Amani was the other one that we had, the, the the maiden uh at Pakenham. He just got too far back, unfortunately. He finished with some elite uh six four two uh and two hundred meter sectionals for the night. And he's actually running around this weekend at Flemington.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. He, yeah. He, he finished really strong, just definitely way too far out the back. Yeah, um, it
1: wasn't it. I think I think if you look at, if you go back and watch the replay, Bo Merton's just got too complacent on him, so it's unfortunate. But um, we got one winner up for the day, and it was the five dollar odds, so that's all that matters.
0: Yep, yep, definitely. Now, uh, Extremus. extremists ran well.
1: Extremus uh, is really good. It, it, it had a really late drift, which was interesting because I think I took on Betfair just shy of eight bucks for for the race. Um, I thought Angela Jones had the horse positioned really, really well behind the leaders there, peeled out, and then was just beaten by an Andrew Mallion. Um, Your favourite. swooper. Yeah. Beaten by a swooper. Unfortunately, a majestic shot. Um Interesting, the money came for a very fine red, which I, I found quite interesting because I said to you guys, I think, during the day that if we see Malkovich come out in brain and then you can obviously look at that form line and go, all right, well, a very fine red's coming up here, Mark Newman in, in form, all this kind of business. But the horse didn't fire a shot, which was interesting, despite having all the money. So I think you can certainly continue to follow extremists um, moving in into this Queensland Carnival. I don't think she... It's a Group One horse or anything like that, but certainly around that that listed level, I think um, it'll it'll be a good chance, particularly at Doombin, if, if it does draw an inside gate.
0: And uh, Giga Kick, Giga uh Well, uh, I guess. Oh God, wasn't that good?
1: Wasn't that was awesome? So I think that a lot of people are sitting. back. I know that a couple of people texted me saying they were unimpressed by that win. Oh, I didn't. Th- th- I don't minor.
2: think it got out of second gear.
1: How I look at it is before, it,
2: it it only started going the last hundred meters. Like it, that's when he started really giving it. Like, be, before that, it was just it was cruising.
1: There was a few things like going against it. One, Craig had it more handy in run because I think he had the same ideas as us, where he thought maybe. Being in, uh 1,200 metres, you want to be a bit more up and in, a bit more more forward of midfield because to give the horse the best chance. So that was one thing. The second thing is we've got to remember this horse has been racing on those really bogged tracks down at Randwick. He's had two grand finals, which one was the TJ Smith, and then he, he did another grand final the all Age Stakes. He's been racing in elite company. And then for Clayton Douglas to get him up here to run in that race, I thought he was enormous. And he do you know what his average prize money per race is at the moment?
0: Probably like three million. Like <laughs>
1: nine and a half million per I'm um, sorry, one and a half I think just shy of one million per race. He's,
2: is is that Craigie? Got, no,
1: what? Giga Kick. Oh Giga, sorry. If they yeah. say Craigie, I'm like what? No no no. So Giga Kicks, yeah. That's so his crazy. average prize money just shy of one million dollars per race. So he's won just shy of ten mil, which is pretty incredible. so he's yeah. won the same amount of money, prize money, as Zaki. Which is crazy, what? isn't it? Just shy of Zaki. And Zaki's been
2: around a fair bit longer.
1: Zaki's been around for years. So you got so the Giga's been racing. He's, just, he's still three. He's still three years old. So and hey, a what a story. Gelding.
2: Um I was about to say, how much did he win for the um the sprint? Um the um Everest. Everest. How much how much think, do you win for that? Is that uh, two two and a bit?
1: No, I think it's upwards of about six or seven. Holy
2: <laughs> fuck, are you kidding me? It's yeah. it's, the, it's it's the biggest prize money in the world, isn't it?
1: It's the richest sprint race, yeah. Because there's a there's a ten million. That's, Holy shit,
2: a, six or seven. That, a, that's easy. Then that's no wonder he's. Yeah.
1: So that's why, like, the average is a bit skewed. Yes, fifteen million dollars for total prize money. And then if we go a little bit deeper, let's
0: have a look. He's so. What else is he going to run in?
1: Uh, I don't think he'll run much more now. Wait First, for the spring. Six point two mil.
0: I'd send him to the Stradbroke.
1: 6.2. Nah, uh, I think they're going to put him away now, Con, and then aim him for the, to do his Everest. Because James Haran, you know, the real expensive bloodstock agent, he's just uh, re-signed Giga Kick for this year's Everest.
0: Uh, right. See, uh, yeah, I reckon he could win the Stradbroke.
1: Uh, yeah, he, he certainly could. It'd be interesting, though, because he's won the Everest and now he's won two Group 1s. He'll be carrying a big weight. Because uh, it is okay. a handicap, you've got to remember that. So yeah, a horse, right. like say, Opal Ridge, who will will touch on in horses to follow, yeah, reluctantly, <laughs> um, she she's going to be carrying 49 and a half kilos in the Stradbrook.
2: Oh, wow.
0: Oh, my God. Fuck yeah. that horse, honestly. That thing has just been an absolute pest to us.
1: It has. So that figure that she put up, she was enormous in that race there at Scone. Um, she's one of the horses that I actually want to follow moving into our Queensland carnival. She just blitz them through. I know Dylan Gibbons came out and said he's never had a horse accelerate that quickly for him in his short career. She left, she left them all for dead. Um, so I think she's a horse you can certainly follow. I'm not sure where she's going to be going yet for her next start, whether they're going to just keep her fresh and, and go into the Strabuck or if she goes towards say something next weekend, like, um, Oh, what's it called? The Kingston Smith. We'll wait and see.
0: Now, the SA Derby.
1: Yeah, so we we had those two selections in Promises Kept and Aberfeldy Boy. And they, Promises Kept, I thought, was traveling really nicely in that race. It had its field out front. I think Mark Zara was a little bit too cute on the horse and didn't get going. And then by the time he realized that Dunkel was flying down, um, or flying flying, um. Flying and coming for him, he um, it was too late, so he got nutted. And then I thought Aberfeldy Boy, he had a bit of a flat spot in that straight, but he really he knuckled down to get third. So we had two good place odds there, um, which was nice. So I think uh, Aberfeldy Boy started around the thirteen dollar mark, and I think Promises Kept was about six dollar mark. So good odds, and uh, we did we did make a big push for everyone to include Dunkell in their quarties if they were playing at Morfordville
0: and That's right. And uh, any other horses to follow?
1: Well, I thought, I, I thought we touched on Luna Flair as well in, in oh, the Rams.
0: Oh, God. What a beast.
1: Yeah, so that was a really good run. So I think the race, like I went back and, and obviously I was I was talking up Luna Flair on the podcast and, and I ended up laying um, White Marlin, like I said to you lads. But I think we can be forgiving of White Marlin in that race. So if you go back and look at the sectional data, White Marlin went out Four and a half seconds quicker than compared to the last four Ram, Ramsden. So when you put that in comparison, that's twenty six lengths difference.
0: Yeah, you absolutely oh. nailed that one, man. Um, anyone that was listening would have would have would have heard that because you were saying White Marlin wasn't going to win. I didn't on... think. I thought it was flat after last night. Yeah. Yeah, and did, Luna Flea, did you get eight smash. or eight or nine bucks about as well. Did you smash Luna?
1: I smashed Luna and then smashed the lay on White Marlin. I had a really good, good collect on that race.
2: That's unreal. Yeah, well I went. Done. I went fifty each way on Luna, and I was stoked because it drifted.
1: Yeah, weird, weird drift. It like came took, in.
2: It came in, then drifted before the race. I
1: took. I took eight dollars I, t- I, t- I took eight. On Be- oh, Be- sorry. Was so weird.
2: I took. I took seven and two dollars or something like that. Seven and two dollars something, and I was like, oh. Like, I
1: didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand the drift, which is interesting. But um, again, jockey, how good was how good was Michael D as D. well? The D, just so good.
0: All right, so let's. Everybody go.
2: loves a bit of D. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> now let's get into doom. In Everybody's now.
2: gay once in a while, <laughs> <laughs> and they
0: and they love it.
2: They love, they love the D.
0: Yeah. Nothing, nothing like watching the D on nobody's Saturday. Nobody's had a taste of the D and come back saying they didn't enjoy it. Nah.
2: Like, you can stare at the D close up and you watch it win.
0: It's, del- looks, it's delicious looking.
2: <laughs> strong. The strong D.
0: <laughs> One of the best rides you will ever have. <laughs> But we're, Anyway, we're back at Doomben this week, so we've got some fantastic yeah. races at Doomben. We've got the the roses, the BRC Sprint, the Pam O'Neill Stakes, Bill Carter, and Chief De Beers. Now, Bill Carter, uh, the great judge, Bill Carter, uh, made of my granddad's actually, uh, and really, f- yeah, and 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 grandfather of a good mate of mine, um, and Chief De Beers, which another race is named after. Is the horse that beat one of my granddad's horses, Blazing Steel, in the, do, in the
1: it, history associated
0: with this day?
2: Was it the yeah. Dooman or the Gold Coast one um, race you were about to say that you beat him in the Dooman? Nah, oh, nice. Yeah, okay.
0: Chief De Beers won the ten thousand or the Stradbroke, wasn't it? Um,
1: I think he won the. I think he won the Stradbroke.
0: Yeah, that, it was the Stradbroke that he just beat Blazing Steel. Him and Blazing Steel used to battle it out all the time. And I was there as a as like a small boy in the grandstands watching small, that I remember small, it, young boy. I remember it vividly blazing steel just going down to chief beers it was amazing
1: Um uh, now did do you, now there's a bit of history behind the day do you guys know who Pam O'Neill is No So she she was like a a very famous jockey So she I think she was the first woman to ride a winner in Melbourne Against men, as a jockey, so she was kind of like a pioneer for women's jockey jockeying.
0: Yeah, right. That's epic. Yeah. So she's, lo- she's look at down. it now. You know, she's a Queenslander.
2: There's so many gun women jockeys now.
1: Oh yeah, like the, yeah, your cars, your meeches, um,
2: even all the uh, apprentices. I love wow.
1: oh, like Carleen Hefford, exactly. Yeah, Audrey. Yeah, like the, it's. She was a bit of a pioneer for women uh, women jockeys. So. Um, yeah, she's, she's great. Angela Jones.
2: Yeah. Let's not start talking about Angela.
1: <laughs> Won't be able to stand
2: up. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, the so like Con said, there's, there's quite a good, good amount of races on this weekend. There's a couple of good lead-up runs as well. So you go through the Doom and Cups, the, the feature race here over the 2,000 metres. The BRC Sprint is a Stradbroke exempt race. So the winner and but I think maybe second place, don't quote me on this, they get an automatic ticket into Stradbroke, and then we've got the Roses, which is race nine, which is one of the main lead ups to the uh, Oaks, which is um, which is obviously in two weeks'
0: time. What a day! So I, think,
1: so do you, I reckon we do. You, do you want to touch on what do you want to do? How do you want to structure
0: it? Uh, whatever you reckon, man. Where do let's, you want to start? let run through these. Cream well, pubs. Why don't
1: we start on the feature race? So this is race uh, seven, the Doomman Cup. This is the big, big Zaki heads the market around the $2 mark.
0: Big Zaki, hey?
1: All right. So I will just give a bit of weather update more than anything. So we've had mostly sunny weather um, today in Brisbane. Obviously, we had that big downpour yesterday, which I think delivered around 50 to 60 mils. So we're in a heavy nine rating at the time of recording, which is what, Wednesday night around 8.30. Um, I, I had a look on Twitter this morning, and the track curators seem to think we'll be dealing in a soft rain. So probably a soft five, soft six at worst. But again, drying conditions, which is fantastic. The rail's out two meters, so like we always say, with doom, and it's probably more advantageous to be there in that leading pack or just off, um, just off the speed. But again, horses can win from anywhere. It's not like a, a Moonee Valley or a Canterbury where you just have to be on speed. So I think we'll touch on the Doomman Cup and then we'll go to those feature um, the I guess those support races. So Dooman Cup, uh, a lot of history behind it. Two thousand meters there at Doombin. So uh, as I said before, Zaki heads the market around the two dollar mark after winning that Hollendale from Hoiter and Zarek. Um, so I think if we go back two years, we can always reflect on that that win there at the Doomman Cup, where I think Zaki won by almost the length of the body straight. Um, there at Doomba, and he put up one of those elite figures that put him on the world stage more than anything. I think he won by seven lengths or something stupid like that.
0: Yeah, I remember that. Uh,
1: yeah, remember that? And then Brandenburg, the late Brandenburg, for his passing, he just set that blistering tempo. Zaki was just parked in behind him. He faded, obviously, with going at that blistering pace, and the Zaki just took off. So... How I look at this race before I touch on anything, there's not exactly a lot of speed in this race. You've kind of got Zaki and Numerian is probably the only two speed horses. Now they're stable mates if you look at it like that. So is this going to be literally doom up. up 2020 20 um 21 2.0 with Annabelle Nisham getting uh, Jason Collette to kick up niche um uh, to kick up Numarian, Zaki parks in behind him, peels out and off he goes. I don't know. I don't want. I don't want to make a case for that because I know that it's blatantly illegal here in, in Australian racing, not in the UK. Uh, but who knows? Um, I thought Zaki was enormous in that Hollandale, and we know as with us last last or oh, in the spring, Zaki gets better better as he as he develops his race fitness. He takes a little bit longer to get race fit now that he's I think he's what nine years old or eight years old, oh. seven years old. Sorry, yes, yeah, so he's got he's still got racing in him, and he's still at the peak of his game. So he takes a little bit longer. So now we're starting to get to his pet trip. He's third up now. He's got J-Mac on board. He's drawn really well outside of New which is what I really like. So we'll get that cart over. Um, I'm not sure if he's heading towards the Q22, that $1.2 million race over the 2,200 metres or whether the Doom and Cup's it, but who knows. But he's, I think he's certainly the right favourite for it. The interesting runner is this Kovalika. So he was scratched from the Rough Habit last week because of a, a, a foot abscess. So Waller's opted to run him here. Now he's been only been racing in his own age bracket, which is interesting, and he's now stepping up weight for age. So if you look at it there, he's been he's got to carry literally not much uh, less weight than what um, Zaki's carrying. He's fifty six and a half, and Zaki's fifty nine. So normally in a handicap scheme, he'd probably be carrying. Um, a little bit less, just because of what he's done.
0: Bit of a wrap on that horse, too. Yeah, yeah. There,
1: there is there is a um, there is a big wrap on him, and I think he's heading really nicely towards the Derby. And I think he's right favourite for it. But it's a, it's an unconventional lead-up race to that Derby coming here. And I, I I looked through the history, and I couldn't I I can't remember. or I didn't dig back obviously deep enough to to find the last horse to do the Doomben Cup Derby double. Um, I thought Hoyter was good last start behind um, Zaki in that Hollandale, came up the inside uh, line and and went down by half a length. What I do find interesting, though, is he's, he's had a bit of a drift, which is, which is probably normal. Like, he opened around the $9 mark, which I found very interesting. And, and Zarek, who pretty much crossed the line with him, had a – arguably a tougher run in transit, he opened up um, $15, which I found the the market discrepancy really interesting. But as you can see now, Hoyt is about $12 mark thereabouts and and $16 there for for Zarek. Um, Do you know what the interesting horse in this? Well, there's two interesting ones that I find um, that I'm intrigued by. First of all is Palmetto. So he came out of that 1,600-metre race there at Gosford, he blitzed the field and he's, he's put up two good figures um this prep. But this is – he's coming from literally weaker – like he's coming out of BM88 grade and and then obviously the listed coast race and now he's stepping up to 2,000 metres in a weight for age. So interesting placement there from John Sargent. But, again, you've got to trust his judgement. But I think the big and the most interesting horse for everyone is definitely going to be Duais resuming.
0: Now, yeah.
1: we know that she's an elite stayer for us. I think last prep, you can be forgiving of her. I think there was a lot of things went wrong. I don't think she was fully fit potentially, and she did have a bone chip there. So she's had the surgery to to remove that chip. Now, she's been trialling. The best thing is clippo has been trialling her. She's had three good trials, one in mid-April there um, over the 1175s. She then did 1,100 metres there on 26th of April and then had another 1250 trial there on the 8th of May. Clippo's been on the whole time, which is fantastic. He's riding in great form. The horse actually has a really good first-up record and, and should have beaten the uh, very elegant first-up, um, excuse me, one prep. You know that race where it was um, the chipping Norton over the mile? So um, Josh Parr was on that day, and she came with one and a half lengths of very elegant up on that heavy 10 deck. So I think if you're looking at it, Purely from that perspective, she's a scary, scary prospect. And that's $17. What a price to find out for a genuine wait for age star for us.
2: So you'd definitely be chucking her in the quaddie for sure. 100%. 100%. Yeah, y- y- this isn't a standout quaddie, is it?
1: No. Nah. Like, honestly, if you're looking at purely from a quaddie perspective, I'd probably you, – you want to bank on Zaki for running sure. well. Sure. He'll be up the front there. We know that. So I'd be leaning towards if you if you if you want to be I guess conservative with your quarters, I'd be chucking Zaki, I'd chuck Zarek, I'd chuck nonconformist, Calmedo and Duway in there. It's my black
2: book and nonconformist. Yeah.
0: I, I, I think him. Yeah. I like Zarek. I I'm I i do not like that he's got 59 kilos. I'd probably have a bet on him if he had less to be honest with you. To be honest with you.
1: Well, he carried fifty nine kilos last start behind Zaki, where when he went down by half a length.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. I'd just like to see him with a bit less weight. I think yeah, I know what you mean.
1: Like he's he's probably not a genuine weight for age star. He's probably more a handicapper because he hasn't really won any significant race. So I think he's around that Group Three, Group Two mark. He's never really performed in, in Group One level, so I, I can certainly understand that. But when you look at this field, there, Con, is there anything that jumps out outside of Zaki and probably Duais? Is there any other weight for age stars in this race, in this field? Probably not.
0: I nah. Just, uh, but to be honest, when I look at it, I feel like there's a lot of them that could win. I, I, well, I,
2: I look at it as if I, I, I can't see Zaki getting beaten, really. Yeah, right. I just think he's going to sit on that speed and like the others are just, and they're just going to set a hot pace. And he's just, as you said I'm, earlier, Brand. I think he's just going
1: to. I'm tending to agree with you, Corbs. And me personally, if I was playing the quaddy, I'd just be standing him out but if you want to play conservative because you don't want to bomb out second leg then i would be including um the five zarek like i said um calmeida you could probably do it you could probably do that and probably just aim to cover your your stake Who yeah. knows? if
0: i'm honest i don't trust the bloke i don't trust don't? i don't trust Zaki, yeah, um
2: Con, i think um the last prep really damaged cons um trust in him
0: he's been a really? bit of a, he's been a bit of a nature strip to me over the years
2: has he really? I love him.
0: Um, I find it hard in- to catch him because I'll get on him when he's, you know, losing. And then when he wins, oh, I'm off him. I just.
1: Oh, 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 he, he owes me nothing. I've been on him a lot of those wins, which has been fantastic. He's He's been great to me.
0: I'm just, I'm wary of him. Very wary of him. I don't, I I, I could not stand him out, to be honest with you.
1: I think, yeah. I, I know where your head's at. I get, I get that. So yeah, you'll probably play a bit more conservative. But I'm I think have if to. there's, I think if Duais is wound up, ready to go, which I think she will be, one, I love the booking. Two, she'll be flying down the outside. So as long as there's no leader on pace bias, I think she's your only danger. She's a genuine wait for age star when all these other horses aren't. Simple as that.
0: Okay. All right. I'll take that on board. Uh, wh- I'll be where- standing <laughs> Zaki yeah. <out. laughs> where are we? Where are we going next?
1: Well, let's go to the Bill Carter. So we'll, let, we'll go in numerical order now. So the Bill Carter is race three. Yep. So it's a 1,200-metre race there for two-year-olds. So this is one of those races where it's kind of leading up towards the JJ Atkins. Um, honestly, this race is a lottery. Really, really tough with a lot of different form lines. So you can make a case like Party for Two, has been he's been running around. The Russian um, Alliance. Russian Alliance is a horse who's who's only he's only had one blemish on his record, which was a um, which was a, a really poor race in the Patochet over a thousand meters last year. I think the horse has done really good things since. He's blitzed the maiden field, he's then done gone to a class one, which is no easy feat, and blitzed them and then he's gone to handicap races and um and done really well. So he's one you've got to look at there, Corbs. Um, Queen of Dragons yeah like I found this it's race amazing. incredibly difficult to assess purely from all the different form lines and yeah I just yeah do we know that snowden's are great with with youngsters and queen of dragons has come within one and one one length of of militarized who we went out and well we well I suggested that it's probably the best two-year-old of the year winning the the two two of the three triple crowns you like that and then it's got red resistance form who was a, a once golden slipper favorite so you're looking at it like that. So yeah, mm, I'm I'm intrigued. I think if yeah, gun to my head, I'm going to go Queen of Dragons purely for the fact that the Snowdens know how to get their two year olds up to speed and those form lines around resistance and um and are just too good to turn to, to um, like I guess to turn a blind eye to.
0: Yeah right. I love well, the
1: name Queen of Dragons. Yeah,
0: you can get five fifty and two dollars at the moment.
1: Bit of money, so decent, decent odds. Again, I wouldn't be launching into it. It's a two-year-old, and the horse is a maiden. I'm
0: probably it's not going to
2: touch it. this race.
0: No, oh, oh, it looks horrible. I wouldn't.
2: I wouldn't touch it. No.
0: Nah. Now, race four, the Pam O'Neill top of the uh weights. We've got yeah. Dragon Queen. Oh, yes, the double yes. dragons. Double
2: Two dragons.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: this is double this dragon. is a race for the fillies and mares, three-year-olds and upwards. Um It's one of those races that. Um, yeah, it's it's a good race. You'll probably see some of these horses end up in potentially going to the Tat Sierra at the at the last weekend there, but um, we'll wait and see. Now we've got a black booker in this race, which is
0: interesting. So he's promise?
1: No, so Street we gossip. No, no. no I'm joking. So we 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 <laughs> we uh, we black booked Princess Rainess after uh, her run last start in that, like BM seventy five. So
0: I've actually got the whole entire field black booked.
1: Oi, all right, well, I might, I might, I might leave this up to you. <laughs> so would
0: maybe box first four. The whole field. So,
1: she, so she's been transferred from the Peter Moody stable up to Tony Gollan up here in, in Queensland. Now, we know Tony Gollan has a great way with these tried horses. We've mentioned it before in the podcast. Now, she was really good in that race over the mile. She hit the line in some of the best sections um, of the day, um, she gets, I, I wouldn't say a jockey upgrade, but she gets a senior jockey on in Ryan Maloney for this race. She's drawn out, which I'm not too stressed about because she's got that kind of go back run on type, um, uh, like racing pattern. Um, the only problem is there, it's just, there's, there's, more form lines coming out of this. You've got street gossip who comes back off, um, that rear, really, that Renaissance, uh, woman race there in the, in the, brace, the Gold Coast bracelet there over the 1800 meters, You've then got written beauty who's coming out of the Hawkesbury ground cup, so you can see where I'm going in terms of how things. There's a lot of different form lines, and you've got pretty amazing who goes from Kath to Nash Willa. So Kath that's to Nash. another good form line, yeah. Which is, and we know that that's it. That's one of the ultimate gear changes. Nash on, oh. and and then you've got caught. Well, again, I have to mention it. The New Zealand form in Dragon Queen.
0: There she is
1: because I've, I've, I've obviously potted the New Zealand form like this entire year so far. I've probably come around in the last few races, but you can't fault that horse either. So honestly, it's one of those fillies and mares races, which I find really, really difficult to assess, purely for the fact that they're different form lines. And yeah, who knows what the race is going to deliver for you.
0: Yeah, right. Um,
1: and I'm guess, just glad it's not a quaddy leg.
0: Yeah, 100%. Hey, look at it. Uh I was gonna say this, this princess Rain is eight dollars and two eighty. Um geez might have to have a little something on it.
1: Well you know what where she's gonna be in the run, particularly from that barrier. Um it'll be interesting again, like I always say with Tony Golan horses, if we are fancying or discussing them, just hop on his um his website or his Twitter account and he has that thing. Um where he, he essentially discusses, it's like a, a vodcast where he discusses all the horses, the final gallop. So hop on that and see what he says regarding Princess Raines. No doubts if he's, if he's running her here, I have no doubt that he, he's pretty confident that she'll, she'll run a good race, particularly with the fact that he's booked Ryan Maloney.
0: Okay. So race five now, the Impressor Derby McCarthy. So this old. is the
1: Dar- Darby McCarthy race. Um, really good, really good race for the um, three-year-olds. Uh, it's it's a set weights and penalties race. Um, now, what's interesting here is Lady Laguna's nommed here, but she's also nommed for the race after, which is the Chief De Beers. I'm just having oh no, she was mm. scratched. She's just come out. Now, what's interesting is she drew barrier five in the Chief De Beers, and she's drawn Barrier 14 here with Damien Thornton on. So what? it's interesting to see that? maybe Annabelle Neeson's more keen on this.
2: Yeah, must be, know. must be, must be.
1: Because the race, that the the Chief De Beers is a much more difficult race, and we'll touch on a few um, horses in there. So I really like Lady Laguna. She was... Um, she was one and a half lengths off. She's been up for a while, though, but she was up one and a half lengths off Yellow Brick last start. Now, I do concede Yellow Brick arguably had one of the toughest runs you'll ever see. He was three wide without cover at the sunny coast, and he still kicked away to win by one and a half length. So he's a proper racehorse. Now, Spacewalk was in that race. He had the absolute pearler of a run. Who I think I think it was Jay Mack on board, who just trailed Yellow Brick everywhere he went, had cover, and then he was entitled to finish better than Yellow Brick, and he didn't. So I can probably put a pen through him. Golden Boom was all right first up in that in that um, Mick Dittman behind Lady Laguna. Um, I thought he I thought he could he 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 could have been titled to finish closer and better, but he has gone back to the trials and has, and has trialed enormous. All right. Um, which was hit, I think he was the second fastest, yeah, the second fastest trial of the day um, in April there, uh, just behind Hell of who's also in this race. Now, she trialed just as nicely. She's got Brody Loy on, who's who's a good rider, um, and we know what the Steve O'Day and Maddie Hoisted stable can do with their horses. Um, honestly, tough race again. I
2: was just Gun- say, this is tough ass.
1: Just I looking think. Through it. I think seeing the scratching of Lady Laguna and the Chief De Beers, that gives me a big push that Annabelle Nishan's quite keen on on her chances here. So I'd probably be leaning towards her um in this race. However, I wouldn't be putting a pen through Hell of a body or Golden Boom either.
0: What about Flaming Conquest?
1: Two well, on. that's kind of I was waiting for you to touch on that because that's
2: your little omen bet.
0: It is. And I'm gonna have to back it on a day like today, to be honest.
2: I've got on it every today, time like nearly. This
0: day.
1: I think, the, I think the thing that you got to look at is, one, Rickon had it covered last start, but barrier two, I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of the barrier or the jockey as well. Georgina, yeah. Okay.
0: That's unfortunate. I,
1: like, Georgie's a good rider. I'm not questioning that, but I just don't think she's an elite rider and a strong enough rider for a race like this. She's
2: got a good affiliation with the horse. She but does. That, that barrier is corked for a, for yeah. a, for a leader. Oh, it's not great. Not great at all.
1: Over an 1,100-meter dash. And then you've got to look at the horses that are drawn in inside of it that mm. are leaders. You've got Golden Boom, Bazik, Debs, Ellie, our, or like our pals, on Rickon, Catwalk Criminal can roll forward. And then, obviously, who knows where Lady Laguna ends up with that barrier and whether Annabelle opts to, to roll forward or, or take a sit.
0: Yeah, the, no, the odds foreign. are looking very much against it but i'll i'll be on
1: <laughs> i like that i like that from you Colin.
0: well you can't you can't deny an omen that's strong that's one of the strongest omens I may have <laughs> ever seen in my life to be honest with you <laughs>
1: <laughs> so let's head to the chief to beers now so um, first leg of the quaddie, 11.10-metre race. Um, very good competitive race. Like if you look at the market there, 4.40 the field. Um, uh, haven't seen any great deal of market movers, but the, as I can, as obviously we spoke about, Lady Laguna's been scratched from this race. So I thought Bacchanalia was actually really, really good uh, last start in that takeover target. Um, pour some out for my boy. It um, was half a length off. Think about it. So when you're looking at it like that, beat home fox fighter Clemenceau, who's a favourite in in the latter races, um, even Fashion Legend, who we've all got an opinion of as well. So the barrier is a bit of a concern in in barrier 15, but you've got James Orman on board, and I think the horse is doing really well. Vowmaster had a
2: big, a, big boot a black, a black booker.
1: Yeah, had a huge boom on it. Remember when it won? I think it won at and, It won a maiden at Kitan beating Sugar Town, and then it went to the Valley and absolutely and it, won,
2: it won from way back at the Valley.
1: Yeah, on a, in a thousand meter race, BM64. So I think the horse has found its form again, um, and it was really, really good in that BM68 carrying the big weight there last start. I'm not sure if it beat anything. I don't think anything's come out in one since, but it does have a six kilo uh, weight reduction. King Kappa, now, there was this huge boom on this horse coming into this winter carnival. Their horse was like, he's he's, he's enormous. He's going to do so well, blah, 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 blah. And then he just flopped in that class six, which was actually in your Flaming Conquest race behind Rickon.
0: Yeah, he's run last, yeah.
1: Now, they, yeah, like, I think it was a seven length last. Now, they, they took him, they got him scoped. They looked at the vet and they couldn't find anything. He was... He was a full bill of health. So it was a really puzzling thing. I know Tony golden's quite outspoken to say he didn't know what was wrong. But he did go back to the trials on the 9th of May, which is that same day that Golden Boom and Hell of a Party trial. And that was the fastest 1,000-meter trial of the day. So I think you can say that he's probably just – you can just forgive him for that bad run. Uh, ben Thompson obviously continues his, his association with the horse, which is a really, really good thing. Uh, Goldsboro is an interesting one, decent first up record, has won, um, has never won at the track and trip, interesting enough, but has finished in the top three, jumps from an 8.50 metre race to 11.10, might be a bit outclassed, um, the big goodbye was very good in that, um, that ATC Cup, where it ran, I think, fourth behind Palais de Pan and, and 15 rounds, you came up the inside, um think you can make a case for him. Now, I, uh, a mate of mine actually owns a small part of Big Goodbye. He's part of that um, that racing league or whatever they call it. So he usually sends me all the pre-race stuff there. So I'll send that through to you guys um, when I get it. Uh, prime candidate was I thought was quite good first up. He's naturally never been a good first up horse. He's, I think he's had what eight eight first up attempts for one win and a and a couple of placings. His second up record, however, is a lot better. So I don't think he loses anything with Nash um, Nash jumping off and Josh Parr jumping on board. And if you look at the speed map there, he's drawn the pole, which is where he wants to be. And um, we know that that that's probably the more favourable place for for a leader there at Doomben.
0: I've got a black booker in this too, La amigo number twelve.
1: Oh yeah, what's your notes say?
0: Let's see if I got notes. Nah, no notes. But I know I black booked it a while ago, possibly even last oh. year.
1: You didn't black book it after it's, it's the after beating Goldsboro in that. Um, oh, that wasn't gold. Yeah, after dead heading with Goldspray. In
0: no, that, that out of hell? No, no. I didn't even... I missed it that it even ran last start when it when it got that dead heat. So, I missed that. Gotcha. I've, I have I black booked this thing when it was a maiden at the sunny coast. Gotcha. So, 27. Um, is it any chance?
1: Uh, well, it's stepping up, like I said, with goals, bro. it It doesn't have a great SP profile. I think it started, what, at $21 last start. So... The market didn't really like it, so the fact that it's around that, third, what, $30 mark thereabouts, it probably will probably have a drift on the day.
0: Or, there's, an, oh, there's a bit about it. I think there's a bit about it.
2: <laughs> oh, oracle, where's where's Angela Jones? She's Why? What, what? Uh, obviously, they just chosen Jason Collett on the big goodbye over Angela for more senior rider. I think so. That's strange, isn't it, when someone has such an affiliation with a horse? What seems that we – we I think um, Connor and I have touched on that
1: before with Boris and a couple of the horses that he's on. They just seem to opt for these senior Sydney and Melbourne riders when they come up here for the big riches just because they are elite riders. And although you sit back and go, yeah, Angela ride Doombin probably on track work very regularly, <laughs> she just doesn't have that tenacity that an elite jockey like a Nash, a J-Mac,
2: a Clippo has. I'm going to say that Angela, to me, is better rider than Jason Clare. Oh really? Yeah, I, I I feel like she's better. I don't know. That's that's in my ranking of jockeys of who I love. But this is think, um,
0: this is this is a wide open race, though.
1: This is a very wide open
2: race.
0: Like I, can I you mean, give me? I'd be numbers? going so wide in the quaddie here.
2: Yeah, I can give you quaddie number scores. All right, I'm gonna go race six. Let's go. Hold on. Do the number. I'll get
1: my. On, I'll just get my right. Yeah, because we'll we'll probably trim it up with Zaki anyway. Um I'd chuck back an earlier in. So number one, yeah. three, four, six, um, eleven.
2: And do we risk Vow Master? nah, we chuck Vowmaster Master in. All right, chuck it in then. What's that? Number twelve? That 13. is thirteen. Okay. Oh well, I'll be chucking bowmaster in. I can't. I can't ever leave a black booker out because it'll sting me every time. That's true. Every time.
0: All right. And so, then we yeah
2: we doom and cup. I just chuck one and eleven.
0: That's race seven. That's the next race. Yeah, one and eleven, yep. and then race eight, the BRC sprint.
1: Now have a look. Have a look at the odds of the favorite.
0: Cardinal gem five dollars.
1: So it's been with, met with a bit of support. So when I was doing this race earlier today, it was about $7. So it was $7 the field essentially. So I can see why it's been met with some more. Graham Begg's absolutely flying. Jordan Childs and him, I think, have one of the best jockey trainer combos of, of recent times. So I do get that. But have a look at that barrier. It's shocking. Isn't it? Oh, geez. That's a favourite from out there. I know, which is quite interesting. Now the horse put up a decent figure last start, but we've got to remember, like it, it was, it's coming out of just a like a, a vase down at um, hillside. Like he beat Buffalo River by 0.2 of a length, and then you go back and three, you go and Flasher. Uh, yes, he did beat King Magnus, who came out and won on the weekend, but that was that was a back in grade. So I think I get the horse why there's a big boom on him, but. To put him at favourite for this race in that barrier coming out of the Melbourne four, Melbourne way of going, I don't like it. And if he starts to get a bit shorter in the market, I'll probably end up laying him to be honest, just because I just don't like it.
0: Yeah, you I know don't who mind... we do have here, but who?
2: Scallopini, Scallopini.
0: scallop. <laughs> now I don't mind the scallop uh, with Boris on board, and I don't mind who else we got here. Sorry. Cole Crusher. Cole Crusher at Doomben, Yeah, that's right. I
1: think – well, look where he's, he's drawn really nicely, barrier. 3. He really doesn't have a great deal of horses that are going to bother him up front outside of Surf Dancer, does he? No. And, again, Surf Dancer was really poor in that new market. Um, Josh Parable's scary, obviously, and the horse has one second up before, but, honestly, I just don't think the horse is – he's going as well. So I really like Cold Crusher with Clippo on board in there. We touched on Bacchanalia, so Jewel Norm's question marks where he's going. James Orman's book for both, which is a good thing. I think he's drawn... Ugh, it's hard to know if he's drawn better here or if he's drawn better in the in the Chief De Beers.
0: Yeah. Because
1: he's drawn barrier 15 or he's drawn barrier 1 with the risk of being buried in this big field. Like, hmm, you got to weigh it up.
0: Another tough one. This quaddie is... Wide open, I reckon.
1: It is now Holyfield. I think is the horse, the forgotten horse with everyone. Now we've got to remember, he was pretty decent. He, like he was all right in that uh, race behind. Uh, excuse me, behind Rothfire. Now he came within one and a half lengths of a case for you, who is a horse that I really want to follow from that. I forgot to mention that earlier today. Um, really follow from that that Doombin Ten Thousand meeting. I think the horse cops some very very good sectionals, Very similar to that of Mazu. In that race, he was just too far out of it. And I think stepping up in trip around the 1,300, 1,350 mark would be better suited. But Holyfield crossed the line with him. Now, we've got to remember, Holyfield has the 1,200-metre record here at Doombin. Yeah.
2: Which Sorry. was set a by minute, our... A minute seven or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was so quick. So, I wouldn't be putting, um, putting a pen through him. And Kiku. So, Kiku's the forgotten horse. Now, how often do you see J-Mac ride a 17-to-1 pop?
0: Never. Yeah, true.
1: You don't. So the horse ran in that group two sapphire, that Zapoteo one. Now, Zapateo is one of those horses that fancied in the in the group one Goodwood down there in Sydney. Now, when you go back and watch the races, Kiku was out the back, um, drew barrier 10, didn't have a great deal of of, of luck in run, but absolutely rocketed line. And actually clocked the last fastest, last 400 meters of the meeting. They just had a real quiet trial on the 5th of May with J Mac actually on board there at um, Canterbury. And it was a typical Waller trial where they just cruise through to the line with nothing crazy. Um, to, like not really challenging the horse. So I'd certainly be chucking Kiku in there as well. Again, I look at that barrier and just just have a bit of a vomit though, which is <laughs> unfortunate.
2: So what's the numbers for this one then, Brent? <laughs>
1: So honestly, this I'm going to go wide because there's a couple of other horses that I, I want to include if I'm running from purely from a quality perspective. Corbs, cool, so I want to risk Cardinal Gem. Fair enough. I'm I know jammed. that that probably. Uh, now I reckon you no, go fine. one. No, nah, cool
0: get rid of it with that barrier for sure.
1: Um, I want to go one.
2: Yeah. Five. Yeah.
1: Six. Eight. Nine. And the oh, do we put far too easy in there, Corbs? <sighs> I thought the horse was unlucky last start and is trying to get into a stride So yeah, chuck um chuck eighteen in there as well, Corbs. I I think the field that's size cool. is sixteen, so it is an emergency. So don't be surprised if it comes out, but your percentage will just just
2: uh, increase. Yeah, nice. Okay, that's not too wide. No, nah. it's not too well. Bad. Particularly
1: the fact that we've got Zaki andor uh, Dwayne in that leg, which is <clears throat> which is good. And honestly, I think we can we can narrow the last race down as well. So I'll touch on that.
2: Okay. Let's move on to that All right. then the All
1: right. So this is the roses there. So this is race nine there at Doomben. So 2,000-meter race for, for three-year-old fillies. Um, now, this is one of the main lead-ups to the, the Queensland Oaks, as I spoke about. Now, I think the first point of call we can touch on is, is the, the favorite and Renaissance woman. Now, she was enormous in that uh, Gold Coast bracelet there um, over the 1,800 meters last start now. If you go back and look at the times for that race, she actually clocked very similar overall time to that of Zaki. Wow. So They both ran 1,800. Yeah. So she had to navigate her way through the field and then she came down the outside and finished with a really turn of foot. Um, Josh Parr obviously has a great association with the horse. So I think she's certainly a good chance there. And I think she's heading the right direction towards it. Now, if you look at her, she's by reliable, man. So she's definitely going to get the trip, which is a good thing. Now, this is where I'd sit there and go to con. I'd have to, You have to consider this Sakura girl. So she's got New Zealand form. Opie Bossum's actually come out for the ride, which is interesting. I don't think he's riding anything else on the day. And he's obviously looking towards that. He seems to ride our Queensland Carnival quite often. So it wouldn't surprise me if that horse um, salutes. Mm. I don't know enough about it, but it's it's a scary horse. Now, Premise, which is the number six with Clippo on board. Now, I thought the horse was really, really good in the, in the Adrian Knox and in the Oaks, placed in both of those races. And it's had a really quiet trial there at, um, at Hawkesbury over the 1250, just as a tick over trial. So I think the horse is going to have a lot of residual fitness. It's drawn really well in barrier four, so I don't think it's going to have to do a whole lot of work to sit relatively handy, and it gets the booking of Sam Clipperton.
0: Geez, this, this quaddy is looking very spicy.
1: And then I've got one that I really want to make a case for at odds, number 13, Starliner.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that one.
1: Now, this horse is coming out of some really unconventional kind of Oaks lead-ups, but I think both of its wins this prep. It won a 1,400-meter class one, Um, really, really nicely, beating some decent open-class horses and then went to a BM66 and demolished them over the mile there at Dubbo. So, again, you're probably looking at the races going, it's coming out of pretty shitty provincial meets, but I think the horse has an element of timing about it. Paul Massara knows his horses very well, and it's so interesting that he's gone for Nash and he's really probably sought this ride.
2: I've never seen a
1: Massara-Nash combo. Yeah,
0: and I was just saying that that Massara-Nash combo – looks mm. tantalising.
1: So I think the horse has come up really well this prep, and it was very immature horse in its um, last prep. It did a lot of things wrong, and it actually ran in a Group 1 there in the in the Spring Stakes over the mile there. Um, so I think the horse is doing really well. So that's my Smokey for this race. Mm.
2: So you'd probably stand those three out, you reckon, Oracle?
1: So in terms of numbers here for this race, I'd go 376. And then
2: thirteen, and then I'd leave it at that. Oh shit! Wow. There we go. That's the numbers.
0: That it that quaddy that looks like one of the hardest ones. It looks on it's a paper. tough the card. Looks really hard to be honest. Yeah, I can see some things at long odds getting up. So if if you're looking at bets
1: for the card, like this is just early thoughts again. Like I'm, I'm I haven't I'm not getting on anything until the day. I'll probably have a little snippet on Promise, uh, Promise, whatever how they want to pronounce it, and I'll have a little each way play on Starliner here in the in this roses. Yep, love that. I'm gonna have a little. I'm gonna have a little each way. Now, when I say little, very little each way play on Dewey, it's purely for a head bet. If I, I'm um, sorry, a heart bet, I'd have mental health issues if I saw her come down the outside and beat Zaki, and I wasn't on. Yeah. <laughs> I think prime candidate in this. Um, I'm going to have a little snippet on him in the Chief to Beers. Okay. And then that'll probably be a few little bit uh, bets. So th- I'm I'm not talking big units or anything like that. So I wouldn't suggest launching into anything, but just have a little play each way on those horses if you want. Just do a one by three, one by four, because I think all of those horses have a
2: lot of good value there.
0: Okay, that is very exciting. I cannot wait for this. Can I just get them
2: one more time, Oracle, and I will write them down. Oh, actually, you know what? Just message them through straight after. No, I can give them to you. Is this what's this for? for the last race? But just um, all of them. Uh, I was just writing them. And, oh, the bets. The bets. Yeah, message them through okay. to me, and I'll. I'll,
1: I'll oh yeah. Talk about I'll things. just. I'll probably talk to you about it throughout it anyway. And and remember, these are subject to change. This is me just purely looking at it from initial thoughts, looking at the speed map perspective. This is before like. Um, trainers and have declared race tactics and all these other things to the stewards so I'll be looking more research into this so I I wouldn't be taking these as my bets but they're just things that they're, they're the horses that I'm considering having a bet on.
0: Nice. Okay. Very good. Now, what else did we want to touch on this weekend?
1: So let's let's touch on the Goodwood, which is the other Group One race, and then there's not much else going on at Rose Hill. The Lord Mayor's Cup, which is a Listed race, is just junk, and honestly, you, you, you couldn't you couldn't back any of the horses that are going around in it.
0: All right, we won't go anywhere near that. All the good riders are up in Brisbane anyway.
1: Exactly. So it's the it's the primary meet. So. Uh, Morphettville, the rail's out six metres from the 600 metres, so you essentially so out in the straight there. Now they've got um, light showers predicted uh, on Friday and Saturday, so I think they're going to get about five to 10 mil maximum. So you're probably going to be dealing with a soft five now, and it wouldn't surprise me if we're probably around the soft five, soft six come race time, depending on whether we get that rain. Let's wait and see what the meteorologists do. Now, this is the, I guess, the major Group 1 sprint for the for the Adelaide Carnival, so it's over 1,200 metres. It's set weights and penalties there. So when you look at it like this, it's you, you feel sorry for, for a horse-like front page who hasn't won a Group 1, yet the horse is top weight and it's conceding weight to a horse like another award who's probably won a similar sort of graded race um, at 52 kilos. So as a... As a pun, it's, it in this type of race, it's really difficult. And, and I think you could put a pen through front page purely for that fact that he's just conceding so much weight to a lot of these horses. Yeah, okay. So when we go through and have a look at the speed map, I have front page, Saradash, Royal Merchant and Savatu XL all rolling forward at a really, really fast clip. Now, when we look at the horses in this race, Lofty Strike, which we can see there, comes out of... The, clearly the best form lines. He's got, I wish I win, in secret, uncommon James form. Like, yeah. you look at the other horses in this race, does anything else match it? No. no. So it comes out of the best form lines. He loves fast-paced races where he just swoops down the outside. I think the only concern I have for Lofty Strike is whether it plays on pace there at Morfordville or... Um, He just gets stuck. Now, I love how he's drawn barrier 10 so he he can keep himself out of trouble and he won't worry about getting stuck on the rails. And interestingly enough, Jamie Mott is – I can't remember the last time I saw him racing at 54.5 kilos. So he's wasting for this particular ride.
0: Now, a lot of love (laughs) for another award with only 52 kilos on it. What do you think its chances are?
1: Well, I think it's a great chance. I thought it was really, really good in that group One. Sangster behind Ruthless Dame. Now it was coming down the outside flying. I think you've got to look at it like this is Jason Holder had five winners there at Morfittville last weekend. You're probably getting a little bit of those, those punters chiming in going "Oh, Jason Holder in form. Um, let's get on him. Now the horse does get a huge weight drop obviously from that Sankster. So I think it's a four kilo weight drop from 56 and a half down to 52. And, I think you've got one of the the most elite SA riders on it in Jason Holder. So if you're playing a quaddy perspective down there at Morphville, I won't give numbers for for the other legs, but I would be considering another ward in there as well. Okay. Um, Zapateo comes out a really good form line. Shit barrier, shit jockey. Simple as that. Um, Kalos, good jockey. uh, Got three wins on the trot. um, Just. Down in grade. So when you look at it like this, I think when they were interviewing James Cummings earlier this week, he couldn't separate them two. But again, he doesn't give away much to the to the media. Um, like I said, Front Page probably could have put a pen through. Now the interesting one here is is Zutori. Now when you look at the horse, he's, he's won a Group One Newmarket. He is a Group One winner and he's carrying fifty four and a half kilos and and Front Page is carrying fifty eight and a half. It's ridiculous, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Thanks, so. Kilos.
1: Yeah, so this horse now gets a, a huge weight drop, seven and a half kilo weight drop from his first up effort. Um, he's drawn really, really well in Barrier 2 to stalk this fast tempo, which is something that he really, really appreciates. And William Sticks, he's got a good good second up record as well. It's just he, he hasn't really handled the Morfittville track in the past. Yeah,
0: you and, it, you... and, yeah,
1: And he'll need it to be a good deck. If it's in the soft range or... Bordering on a soft six, soft seven, you can almost put a
2: pen through him. Morfordville pisses me off a bit, I reckon. It's a tough track. And
1: I, I'm, I'm the only reason why we're discussing this is because it's a group one. Yeah, But I, I don't like punning there either.
0: Oh. All right. Well, we So, with that so honestly,
1: if you're looking at it purely from a betting perspective, if you look at all the other races, now I'm just going to have a look through. So, if you're looking at Morfordville, I'm just seeing how many sprint races we've got in the card. So, we've got... Look, watch race three, race two, and race seven are uh, the races before. And if you see a leader on pace, bias don't back lofty strike. If you see horses running on from anywhere, then launch into lofty strike.
0: Okay. Okay, great. Now, uh, are we going to some midweek tips here? Because yeah, uh, well, I've got to
1: give some Thursday ones out to the those listeners that are really keen.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: <laughs> so there's a couple of interesting runnings going around at Hawkesbury tomorrow. Now, I spoke to you guys about it. Now, the first one I'm really intrigued by is a horse in race two called Fleet Commander. Now, it's an import there from the UK. Um, uh, the horse that it beat la- that beat it last start, um, I think his name was Faulkner nah, Park, I think his name was. Ran at Kembla Grange on last Saturday in a BM64 and really ran really, really well. Now, that's, again, they're coming off synthetic tracks. Who knows how the horses have settled in? But what I've loved about this horse is, yes, it's probably better suited over the 2,000, 2,000 plus metres, but it's trialled really, really well. Um, this preps is coming here. Rachel King's ridden at both starts, and we've got to remember this is a maiden. This is a fifteen hundred meter maiden, so I think this horse is a really, really good bet. And what are you guys getting? Seven fifty eight bucks.
2: We we got six and two
1: twenty five. There you go. So there's been with a bit of market support. I think it opened around the eight buck mark or thereabouts. So that's a horse I'm really, really keen on. Nice. The second one is the second one is in race six. Now it is a shorty. I do apologize for that. Um, a horse called Fourth Spargo.
0: Oh, love it.
1: So, for, so, for, um, so, it, it, so I've actually blackbooked this horse after its last start, which was its obviously debut run at Wong over the 1,000 metres with Jay Ford on board. Now, I suspect there's going to be a bit of support for this Nessie, I think it was. It won a maiden by five and a half lengths on the good deck. So I wouldn't be chiming into this fourth Spargo just yet. Um, just wait, because you might get a drift um, come race day.
0: Okay, nice. Now, fourth Spargo, possibly named after Paul Spargo, the North Melbourne great.
1: Potentially. The father we'll of Charlie
0: Spargo. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> 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 maybe he is the fourth Spargo. <laughs> maybe he is. So he could be one of the greats. Who knows? Exactly. So I'm really, what- I'm all about that.
1: So what I loved about this horse now, he's been met with a lot of market support, which is interesting. Now, it opened around 370 with a couple of corps now, and it was snapped into 225. corps are betting (laughs) now. Um,
2: Even dead people. Probably.
1: Probably. (laughs) probably
0: (laughs) Betting from the grave. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it's it's just so accessible these days. (laughs) Apps for everyone, (laughs) including
2: the dead. You will lose. Uh, gamble uh, gamble uh, response. Even what if you're it? dead. Bonus you 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 bets back, back unless you're dead.
0: <laughs>
1: um, so what I loved about this horse was its trial that it had just recently at Canterbury. So I know a lot of the trial perves, I think I said it to you lads just before today, a lot of the trial pervs, it was in the same race as Aft Cabin, who we know came out in the Doom in 10,000, ran a really good fourth as a three-year-old. But if you watch that trial there at Canterbury over the, the 900 metres or just shy of it, Aft Cabin was really – it was going to the line really nicely, but fourth Spargo was, I think, going to the line even better. Um, Jay Ford obviously has a great association with the horse. has actually trialled it all three times that it's trialled and been on it on race day. Um, I think the horse is really adaptable, and I think it's, um, I think it's a really, really good bet.
0: All right. Well, that's exciting because your midweek form has been impeccable recently.
1: Yeah, we've been having, we're having a couple of good
0: winners, haven't we? Bloody oath. So that's exciting for tomorrow. Hopefully we'll get this out and some people can listen tomorrow morning and get on. Yeah. Um, and, and,
1: and just remember, um, free wind, York race two Thursday night. around uh, 11:30 Of course,
0: of course. The Lancashire pig. The Lancashire pig, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Listen, Oracle, I am so excited for this Doombin meet on uh, Saturday.
1: It's going to be great. It's
0: going to be amazing. So thanks again, mate. You are the best. Uh, we all know it. Um, <laughs> thanks, lads. Thanks for coming.
1: Love you, Oracle. All right, mate. Talk soon. Bye.
0: Bye.